Hi there. Welcome to the Creating Australia podcast. My name is Jessica Reynolds, and I'm a private town planner and business owner based in Brisbane, Queensland. I'm passionate about engaging with the amazing people that make the property and development industry what it is today. In Creating Australia, I want to learn from experts in the industry and share their knowledge and wisdom with you. In each episode, we'll talk with different people and unpack their past experiences and innovative ideas for the future. Join me now for an episode of Creating Australia, where we dive into the industry exploring local stories, projects, businesses, people, ideas, and more. Hi, Karen. Lovely to meet you. Can you please introduce yourself? (laughs) Who are you? What do you do? Well, my name is Karen. Um, My business name is KJK Interiors. I um, run my own studio where I basically design interiors and have been doing so for the last two years. And how long have you had KJK? Is it two years or? Yeah, so I've had it for two years. Basically, I have predominantly was in sales for Mm -hmm. most of my life and have built, sold and renovated with my husband for the the past, I don't know, 20 odd years. Uh, and decided two years ago that I would take myself off to do my diploma. And because I wanted to change careers, I went and did my diploma at Queensland Tate. So I did the course in the year, got my diploma, started my business while I was still studying, and I was working on a project before I graduated. And since then, the business has just been going really well. And we're particularly busy where I even have an assistant with me. So, yeah, we're doing really well and it's really busy. No, that's very like, inspirational to see somebody change careers. Did you find that transition fairly easy? Was it a natural progression or did you have to really, you know, push a rock up I a think, hill? Well, to do the course itself, for me it was it was difficult because um, I, hadn't, I didn't know a, a 3D program, so I had to learn not only the basics of the computer, but also a 3D program where you can design everything in that program. So um, I quite I struggled with that. So what I did was I, I got a tutor to come and help me and sort of, you know, get past that barrier so that I could finish the course. So the transition from doing the course to my actual business wasn't quite so easy. It's like you have to network a lot. So I did a lot of that through Instagram, mostly Instagram. So I basically had to build the business from scratch. So I didn't really have any contacts out in the industry, even though my husband's in construction, but it's commercial. So getting um, the business off the ground, it was, um, even though I had a few projects, it was quite slow, but um, the more you network and the more, I guess, work that you do do, you get referrals um, from those clients and repeat business. So um, I think that kind of answers a little bit. No, of it definitely answers. It's, um, it sounds like it's, you know, been a good move for you but not necessarily something that just happened for you. There wasn't. No. <laughs> it was a it's lot like of work. anything like, I guess, yeah, because nothing really comes to you. You've got to go out there and get it. So um, the, that's the reason why I did the course. Um, even though I'm a mature age um, person and I've I've always done really well in my previous roles in my other uh, jobs um, over all the years, uh, coming into um, a new industry and a new business, I wanted to have the education behind me to back up 
my creativity, my vision. Um, I didn't want to just go out into the field um, and not have any of that behind me. So the most valuable thing I learnt in my course was the 3D programming. So now when I have clients, I can design all the spaces, do all the spatial planning, you know, dimension it all out and then actually put it into a 3D image so that they can actually see the project finished before it's even started. So That's really cool. So you gained a passion. My assumption is you've gained a passion for interiors through your own projects and then you've gone, I've identified I have a passion and I'm going to get the schooling behind me so that I can, you know, yes. make this a business and work within something that I'm interested in. Yeah, and um, I think I was always too afraid to do it. There was a lot of, I guess, life events that mm-hmm. sort of, you know, over the years where it, I haven't had the confidence to do it. So, um, you know, with the help of my family and my husband and everyone, um, you know, like I did the course and I came out in flying colours. And so since then, I guess, even though it has been, you know, a hard um, I guess a bit, bit of a struggle, but um, just all of a sudden it's just the ball's rolling and, yeah, I'm just extremely busy. So yeah, it's <laughs> sounds like it was, Yeah, it sounds like it was meant to be. Um, you just yeah. touched on something about not having the confidence to make the change. So what flicked that switch? Was it just going, okay, well, I'll just take this one step to enrol in the course and then doing the course created that confidence or what, what changed? Think- um, I think it was I was in a job that I wasn't very happy in um, and I was doing that for about a year and that was about, and I guess a change from what I was doing previously in a certain degree. Um, so I wasn't very happy in that role and um, just, you know, I guess I made a decision one evening after, um, you know, like some work event happened and I thought, you know, I'm just I'm wasting my time here. I just, you know, I can't do it any longer. So I just resigned and I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to go either find another job or I'll go do a course that I've always wanted to do. So um, I was going to have a break for a while because I've worked since I was like 16 Um, and even through my children I've worked full time. So anyway, I had, I think, two and a half weeks off and then all of a sudden I was enrolled in the course full time. So it kind of just went from oh, my God, what am I going to do to, oh, my God, I'm studying and I'm a student. So, yeah. You obviously love what you do now. Do you still, do you um, live by that saying, you know, if you do what you love, it's like you're never working a day in your life or do you still feel like it's work? Um, You know, there are days where I just think, oh, my gosh, you know, like I'm so happy I did the whole transition. And then there are some days, you know, like, just say, like, for example, there's um, a project and something goes wrong or, you know, something's not in stock or, um, you know, you've got to redesign it. Or There's a whole lot of different things. That's when it feels like work. But because, um, you know, you're just thinking, oh, my God, how am I going to get over this obstacle? Because I think um, in this role um, it's all about problem solving. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to think about spatial planning. You've got to think about, you know, um, um, I guess 
you know, the Australian standards of when you're designing, like, you know, what can you put in here if you've got, you know, like disabilities um, access, all that kind of thing. So um, that's when it really feels like work because you know that you've got to stick to guidelines. Um, and I guess, you know, when it doesn't feel like work is is when you, I, when you meet your client for the first time. So mm -hmm. for me, that's always exciting because you get to meet a new couple or a person or, um, you know, a developer and, you know, they come to you with all these ideas and that's when you think, oh, well, you know, that's when you can give them all of your creativity um, and, you know, give to them what you think, you know, would suit their project. Yeah, no, that's really lovely. So I'd you started talking about um, the requirements of Australian standards and needing to meet those. I assume there's a few um, people out there that think interior design is placing pillows, which we've previously discussed. <laughs> what do you actually do day to day as an interior designer? What, you know, what does a normal project look like? Okay, so they all differ. So at the moment, I'm working on quite a few residential uh, renovations and new builds. Uh, I'm also working on um, a set of apartments in Balmoral. So they're three level, they're all beautiful, they've all got expansive views. Um, then there's also West End where there's six apartments and they're all four levels. So they're all different sort of projects. So for each one of these, I actually design the whole interior space. So um, it's doing all the cabinetry drawing, it's designing the kitchen as well as doing the cabinetry drawing. It's um, the, the laundries, the, the, the bathrooms, the en-suites. It's, um, like I said, spatial, spatial planning is probably the biggest part of the design process. So you just got to make sure that when you're designing a space that everything works, you've got flow, functionality, there's, you know, all that sort of aspect of the design process. Um, the other side of things is colour selection. So you get a lot of clients where uh, they just want you to select all of their uh, materials, the colours, um, I guess all the fixtures and fittings, down to carpet, to timber flooring to exterior finishes uh, so there's that side of it and then the other side is actual like uh, furniture selections um, so yeah there's there's quite a few different aspects to um, you know my business as KJK Interiors when it comes to the end of a project I like to style the um, the spaces you know myself and, and I do a lot of floral arrangements so I always try and incorporate that as well um, but my side of the business, I don't offer, um, I guess, property styling as such. So um, I went down that avenue and into Melbourne and I went and did a um, weekend retreat course with Greenhouse Interiors. And uh, Julia down there, she's just amazing. She's the style queen of, of Australia, I think. And I went down there to see if I can incorporate that into my business and it turns out it's just a whole different beast altogether. So styling and interior design, I guess, are two different, um, um, I guess, business types is what I think you could, okay, well, I guess, categorise them as. Um, so, yeah, so basically it's, yeah, like I said, designing, it's colours, it's furniture placing. So that's basically what um, I do. Yeah, no, that's really interesting how, 
I think even myself probably get styling and interiors confused. So it's great to see that there is like a clear distinction. Um, you mm-hmm. touched on um, spatial planning. I was kind of thinking, is that probably one of the first things to fall off the like the list of things to think about during a project, do you find? Um, not necessarily obviously with your projects, but I'd imagine a lot of people just go, here's a space that looks good. And they're not actually considering yeah. how things are going to work within there. Well, that's true. I mean, like, and I guess too, you have clients where, you know, the project before it's even like start, the builder has even started, um, they're out buying furniture. So, you know, like, then you go into their plans and you draw them in and you'll go, hmm, don't think that's going to fit, you know. But, you know, that's not the only side of things. So spatial planning, I guess, like even in your kitchen, you've got to make sure that all your appliances and, um, you know, they all marry in together and you've got your work zone. So you've got, you know, like your fridge, your freezer, your um, cooktop. Um, so even in your uh, en suite, so opening of doors, yeah, there's a whole lot of different things in spatial planning. Yeah, Definitely. I guess that leads me into my next question, which is, if you have a bunch of clients come to you, what's probably the number one tip you are constantly finding yourself giving people? Oh, that's a good question. Um, There's always I, one question people always ask. Yeah. The, what the clients ask me? Yeah, or... I'm sure there's consistent advice that you're, you're needing to provide um, based on what, you know, is a common thing. Like with town planning, it's very common for me to have to um, explain the process or it's very common for me to have to explain um, what precedence means within the context of town planning. There's always something that is pretty consistent with most clients. Okay. Well, I would have to say it would have to be, I guess, not so much in the design side of things but po- possibly with, I guess, like selections. Mm-hmm. So, um more often than not, clients, they know what they want, so they know what they want, but they don't know how to piece it all together. They don't know how to make everything flow. So I guess the question I get asked more than anything when they first sit with me is how do I make this all work together? Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, for my part, that's what I get asked the most. So I try and get all their inspiration together and, like, it could be, like, One's got Hamptons, one's got coastal, one's got, you know, contemporary, and it's all in the same inspiration. Mm-hmm. So their question to me is how can I make this work in one project? And can you make Hamptons and coastal and all these and farmyard <laughs> and I'm trying to think of something else no, all work together? No. No, <laughs> so maybe that's your number one tip is do not combine these styles. No, no. So that's when then that's when I sort of like gather as much information as I can of what their likes and dislikes are. And then I say to them, we need to be on a path of making the project flow. So either, you know, like you like this style or, you know, we go down this other direction. And a lot of the time, you know, you go in a whole different direction. And also, and um, I find with a lot of my projects, um, I'll always give them two options and I always try to do one that's a little bit out of the field and a lot of the time that does get in, incorporated into the project. I love that. So, Where do you... Push the little box. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
do you have a particular style yourself that you like to incorporate? Like, could people say that's a KJK? And where do you get your inspiration from? Okay. My particular style is if you were to visit my home, it's it's an individual style. So I don't, it's more contemporary, but um, it's also, it doesn't really have um, a, a name as such. Like it, it's not, um, it's not mid-century modern, it's not, um, Hamptons is not coastal. It's just, it's my, I guess, my Karen. personality. So, <laughs> but um, I'd have to say I'd lean more towards uh, contemporary. Um, I, I really do like it because I'm, I guess my inspiration I draw from architecture. I love architecture. Um, you know, even when you're, I'm out, I'm always taking photographs, whether it be like this much of a bridge or a whole building or, you know, the old architecture, um, if I find a home I like, I, you know, I snap that. And um, so I get a lot of inf- inspiration from that. I also, um, like anyone else, you know, Pinterest, magazines, um, don't get to watch television a great deal, but, you know, some of the shows have, you know, got some, you know, great inspiration tips. Um but also um, I love nature, so, you know, I love incorporating a lot of, um, you know, greenery and, you know, bringing the outside in. So, um, yeah, so to answer your question in, in regards to um, what I guess inspires me is um, I think I, I it would have to be um, like I've got favourite, well, a favourite uh, designer down in Melbourne, which is Mim from Mim Design, and I have actually spoken with her. She's um, a really great, talented um, interior designer, and she's, um, I just, I, I love her style, I love everything that she does, and not that I would ever mimic it, but she just has a really good eye for interiors. Mm-hmm. So I think I draw a lot of inspiration from her style. Um, and um, and some of it is reflecting in some of my projects that are coming up. So yeah, it's quite exciting times. Yeah, that's beautiful that you can draw inspiration from other people within the industry. And I guess I see it in architecture. You know, architecture is really just a um, variation of different designs, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually because you've got so many different ones. I mean, look at Brisbane skyline now. It's, it's mm-hmm. like it is changing. I know we've got all these obstacles in front of us now with COVID and, you know, there's so much going on and, you know, that's why I guess at the moment I'm feeling very grateful that I am very busy and that KJK is growing and, um, you know, doing really well even in these times. But, um, you know, I think the construction is still, you know, going ahead. It's still quite strong at the moment mm-hmm. and, and that's evident when you drive around Brisbane. So, you know, the Brisbane CBD, you know, you've got Queen's Wharf, you've got, in, you know, in the valley, it's like Brisbane is growing a lot and, and it's quite exciting for, you know, our city to be doing so. Um, and I just love watching the progress of it. Agreed. Mm. So if people mm. want to contact you, what's the best way? Well, um, I do have a website where you know, clients contact me via Instagram or most of my, um, my, I guess, my um, clients do come from Instagram. 
Um, so everyone like inboxes me or it's just referral work from, you know, previous clients um, and they're passing on my name. But, um, yeah, if I if you go to my website, it goes straight into um, my email or you can contact me on uh, Instagram or Facebook or I do have a mobile. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll put those down. I'm glad you have a phone. <laughs> she proven. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure I put those contact details in the show notes. Thank you so much oh, for joining you. us today. No worries. No, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you would like to see this product in action, please head over to the Urban Planners Queensland YouTube channel. Links are in the episode notes, or you can find the recordings by visiting upqld.com.au. That is upqld.com.au.